0: Be aware that this episode contains references to feeling suicidal, so it may be triggering to some listeners. And also, I do apologize for the audio changing halfway through the episode. Um, I had to switch from headphones to mic, uh, so yeah, sorry about that. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Us Anxious Folk. My name is Lauren, I am your host, and I do want to apologise because I do sound a little bit scratchy. I was trying to wait until I felt a bit better to um, record the next episode, but this cold just ain't going anywhere. (laughs) It's been a week and I still sound like nasally, so I'm sorry, but this is what we're dealing with today. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that honestly makes me feel nervous to talk about and full disclosure, I have recorded this episode about six times already and then deleted it because I'm like, you can't say that, that sounds like you're preaching. Um, Yeah, I don't want to piss people off. I'm going to be talking about medication slash antidepressants because they're really the The main medication that's prescribed when it comes to anxiety. Uh, And it's been a requested topic. But the reason I feel uneasy about it is because obviously I'm not a medical professional. So I don't feel qualified to talk too much about medication. But also because my own experience with it has been all over the place, to tell you the truth. Like, I have you know, started out at a place of, of taking medication and feeling like it doesn't do anything good, you know, blocks my creativity, makes me feel weird and numb, um, to then coming to a place where I had to take medication to, to save my own life, to getting to a place where I'm like, you know, natural therapies resonate more with me than pharmaceuticals and, you know, being someone who prefers to do yoga and meditate and connect with the body uh I shouldn't be taking medication you know like somewhere inside I think the two are mutually exclusive which is weird um, <laughs> and and I guess being someone who reads a lot as well I've read a lot of really well written books that talk about you know the downsides of medication and and why we're not built to take medication and you know, so I've convinced myself that I shouldn't be taking it. And then I've tried to come off it and then ended up having to go back on. And so, yeah, like I, I've felt so conflicted about it myself that I've felt like I don't really know what to say about it. But in trying to approach this episode from a respectful place, I came up with four lessons that I've learned when it comes to medication. And I want to stress that this is purely based off my own experience, because obviously that's the only experience I have to go off. <laughs> um, and also I don't want anything that I say in this episode to be taken as, as medical advice, obviously. Um, because yeah, I, I, our experiences are all different and, and that's actually something I'm going to be talking about, but <laughs> just to give a little spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's just jump in. So the first lesson that I've learned when it comes to medication is not to Google. <laughs> and it's funny because it's something that I know I always end up doing and I think, I've, you know, I've heard from other people that they end up doing as well. And like, it's one of those things that we don't want to do, but we do it. Um, and I think with medication, it comes from a place of wanting to feel secure, first of all, but also wanting to feel more empowered. Like if you're putting something in your body, you want to know what that is, what, what the thing you're putting in your body is going to do to you. You know, for forewarned is forearmed, and if that's how that saying goes, um, and I feel like when you go to a doctor and you get prescribed medication, there's not a huge conversation that happens surrounding like what the medication's going to do to you. And I get it because most of the time doctors tend to just gloss over the side effects. Which, if you're if you've gone to a doctor because you have really bad anxiety, right, and you know, every sensation is triggering you and you're anxious and stressed and nervous and on edge and you're you're overthinking about everything. If they sit down and list the possible side effects of a medication, there's no fucking way you're going to take it. (laughs) There's no way. If I had gone to a doctor back in my darkest days and he'd said to me, this medication's probably like may cause gastrointestinal problems it may cause like dizziness and um you know feeling feeling not quite like yourself i would have said i've come here to not feel those things like give me something that's going to help me to not feel those things please so i get why they don't go through the side effects with you but also um I know that in, in my personal experience, when I've gone to a doctor and been prescribed a medication, really all they've said about it is just, you know, take this, it's, it's going to make you feel better. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) but I'm like, that's, that information is not enough. (laughs) Like I need to know more. I need to know exactly what's going to happen because I am anxious and I, I need to be prepared. I don't like uncertainty. So I would go home and I would Google and I would read good reviews and bad reviews for say this particular medication that I'd been prescribed, but only the bad reviews would stick with me. And as humans, we naturally have a negativity bias. So we are wired to focus on the bad more than the good. But also if you're trying to avoid the bad happening to you, then you will read and notice more about the bad reviews because that's what you don't want to happen. So you're like, how can I avoid that? Okay, I won't take this drug because this person says that it did this to them and I don't want that, so I'm not going to take it. The problem with that, which I'm sure you know, is that the placebo effect is very real. Um, If you're not familiar with the placebo effect, definitely have a Google, it'll blow your mind. But basically it's just that, uh, you know, the imagination is – crazy, <laughs> like crazy, powerful, and we can imagine ourselves into certain states. Um, you know, there have been scientific studies in the past where they've done surgery on people with knee problems and they've had one group of people that they really did surgery on and then they had another group of people that they pretended to do surgery on, like they, you know, took them into the operating theatre and and gave them anaesthetic and, you know, did everything that they did to the other group, but they just didn't actually do anything to their knees. <laughs> and there was a significant amount of people in that group that didn't have surgery that recovered just the same as the people who had surgery, even though their knees hadn't been operated on. So the power of the mind is intense and very strong and very capable of uh, changing an experience just based off thought alone. And so, Whenever you Google a medication trying to inform yourself and empower yourself, what you end up doing is disempowering yourself because you can actually be creating an experience that maybe wasn't going to be the one that you were going to have. And I know this because when I was struggling very badly with antenatal depression and I got put on I'm going to say it was about five different medications. I'm just guessing though. It was a couple, but I can't quite remember exactly. Um, That I was working with a crisis team at the time and they would prescribe me a medication and then I would Google it and I would read all the bad reviews and all the reasons why it wasn't going to work for me. And I would go back to them the next day and say, I can't take this medication. I mean, I took it for one day, but it gave me this and it gave me that and it did this and I can't cope with it. And then they would say, okay, we'll try another medication. And I'd try that one and I'd do the same thing. I would Google it and convince myself that it was, you know, burning my stomach and and making me fat and <laughs> like just all of these crazy side effects that couldn't have happened in the space of eight hours. Um, And we would just keep trying medications and I would keep doing that. And actually the medication that I ended up staying on, which is the medication I'm still on to this day, I read all these bad reviews for it and I told them I'm not taking that medication either. It's doing this to me. It's doing that to me. And the crisis team turned around and said to me, you are just going to have to suck it up. And I was like, sorry, (laughs) what do you mean? What do you mean I have to suck it up? And they were like, sorry, but, you know, if you want to feel better, you're going to have to feel worse to begin with and, and you're just going to have to suck it up. And I remember being outraged because I'm like, I'm relying on these people to to make me feel better and I'm putting my body through hell trying to feel less like hell and no one understands and they tell me to suck it up. But to be totally honest, I needed them to say that because that was exactly what I needed to do. I needed to just suck it up. And, you know, like I said, I'm still on that medication to this day and it doesn't have any bad side effects for me (laughs) and I'm quite happy on it. So I'm glad that I did suck it up. I, I understand why we Google. I get it. I know that we want to have more information and I know that the conversation when it comes to antidepressants isn't a big one when you're speaking with medical professionals. It isn't It isn't a conversation that makes you feel like you have enough information to move forward. But to be honest, there's never going to be enough information that makes you feel confident in moving forward. Sometimes you're just going to have to trust that um, this medication might be the right one. And I, it almost pains me to say that because I know that I've been in those places where I'm like, do I really have to try another medication? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of feeling like crap. I'm tired of feeling like a guinea pig. But in the end, that was, like I said, what was best for me. I just had to learn to suck it up. I'm really sorry if you guys can hear pig walking around. <laughs> he always chooses my recording times to like get up to mischief all the other times. He's just sleeping. Lesson number two, medication is not going to fix you. (laughs) I, it's a shitty truth, but it's also a really freeing truth because I know a lot of the time you are looking for medication to fix you because nothing else has worked. I know that when I sat in the doctor's office and said, I feel like I'm dying and he prescribed me Lexabro and Seroquel and whatever else, I was like, please give me something that will fix me. Like I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how to get my life back. Can you please give me a pill that is going to make all of this, this fear go away? And medication didn't ever do that. Even when I settled on a medication that I liked, it still didn't do that. <laughs> it still didn't take the fear away. Um, what it did do for me was it gave me some breathing space. It gave me space to feel like I, I mean, little trigger warning. I'm definitely going to put a trigger warning at the start of this show, but Medication made me feel like I wanted to live whereas uh, being off medication I felt like the gap between wanting to live and wanting to die was just very blurred and it would take the slightest thing for me to topple and lean over towards not wanting to be alive. Um, Whereas on medication I feel much more stable but in saying that, like I like I said, it it doesn't cure you. It doesn't fix you. Um, it doesn't take away the panic symptoms. Nothing is going to do that. And the reason for that is because, like I said, our brains are so powerful. The survival instinct is probably the most powerful, oldest, uh, most primitive primitive instinct that we have. And that's why you're alive because you have that instinct and there's not a drug that's going to dull that enough for you to be able to function in normal life and also um, not feel scared. You know, it, it, they're just, they haven't created that. And to be honest, I hope they don't because um, we need that survival instinct. We need to feel a healthy level of fear. Medication in my experience, is complementary to other modes of healing. Medication has allowed me to have enough balance and breathing space to do yoga, to meditate, to um, go out and get some fresh air, to go for a walk, to see friends, to make sure I'm eating enough meals. (laughs) You know, it's... I have to do other things in conjunction with taking my medication. If I just took my medication but didn't do any of those other things, I wouldn't feel better. I would probably still be housebound. So I've learned not to look at medication as the answer but just to look at medication as um, a support. Lesson number three ignore comparisons. This one's been a really hard lesson for me to learn <laughs> honestly um, Like I said I, I've had a tumultuous journey with medication and I think a lot of that is to be fair a lot of that was was from just myself from feeling like medication blocked my ability to write. I remember the first time I took Lexapro when I was in my teenage years. Um, I couldn't write, and I I still have that that journal entry of where I'm like, nothing sounds right. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I just feel blank. This is weird. My dog smells a bit like it was just all over the place because I had I it was like I had nothing to access. Um, and writing has always been a way for me to to access those emotions, whether or not I regulate them is a different thing, but it's always been a way for me to access them and express them. And when I was on Lexapro, I just, in the beginning, I couldn't write. And so I've always had this part of my, my soul, I guess, that felt like I don't want to have to take this. But then I also allowed myself to get twisted by, you know, the wellness industry and by people's stories of like, I took this medication and like, I felt like, okay, but then, you know, I got off all medications and I started playing guitar every day and I feel fucking great. And like, you don't need medication and the body isn't built for medication and um, you know, medication can cause adverse effects on this and that and your cousin and your baby and your uncle and your dog and not to say that those arguments aren't compelling and I'm sure they have their evidence and their their facts and and things that back them up but I need to ignore those comparisons because they weren't healthy for me because I would work myself into this state of thinking that in order to be a better human I had to not be on medication In order to be a successful human, I had to not be on medication. In order to be normal and natural and healthy and aligned and connected and fully embodied, I had to not be on medication. And the reality for me has been that I am able to connect to myself better when I am on medication. I'm able to feel more. I'm able to do more. I'm able to live more. Uh, which is everything. And so when somebody tells me about, you know, coming off medication and how great they feel, I'm so happy for them. I, I really am. But I don't let that color my own experience. Just like I would hope that my experience doesn't color theirs. Just like I hope that they don't feel that they have to go back on medication because I am. <laughs> you know, that sounded crazy when I said it. Um, But yeah, I, humans are all nuanced and unique and what works for one isn't going to work for the other. And it kind of reminds me of the whole diet industry. And I mean, that's a fucking shit show in itself. But for example, my mom eats keto and she loves it and it works well for her and she's happy and I love carbs and I'm okay with that. (laughs) You know, someone will try this new way of eating and say how much it changed their life and then someone else will be like, I can't imagine eating that way. And it just, what works for one doesn't work for the other necessarily. There is no one size fits all approach. And I know we all desperately want there to be, especially when it comes to medication. You know, we want there to be a pill that's everyone can take in and it can fix everyone. If you're having a hard time, you take this pill, It fixes you and then when you stop having a hard time, you stop taking it and everything's great (laughs) ideally but it isn't like that. Your experience is the only one that matters and I think that's so important to remember and it's so important for me to remember whenever I find myself thinking, you know, maybe I should come off my medication and then I'd be, you know, I'd be better in some way. I have to say, you are happy just where you are. Like, you are a a perfect example of a human being exactly where you are. And that's great. Like, don't try and make your experience like somebody else's. The other lesson that I learned is to not be afraid to advocate for yourself. But conversely, have a team of people that you trust to tell you when to reel it in. <laughs> and basically, I just mean, you know, it is important to have a voice and it's important to speak out and it's important to, um, you know, be clear with what you want and what you don't want. But at the same time, we can be our own worst enemies in that way, just like I said with How many different medications I tried during my pregnancy with Lila, and how each one I convinced myself wasn't working. I needed someone to tell me to suck it up because otherwise I was just going to keep going down that route of just like trying one, hating it, trying one, hating it, trying one, hating it, and talking myself out of it before I'd even given it a chance. You need to have someone that you trust that will tell you that what you're actually doing is sabotaging yourself and someone who's going to hold your hand and be with you and let you complain but also tell you just to shut the fuck up (laughs) and put up with it for a bit. Um, Because, like, as harsh as that sounds, that was ultimately the best thing for me was just to put up with it for a bit. The last lesson that I've learned when it comes to um, medication and antidepressants specifically is that we all deserve to feel balanced and happy. We all deserve to feel like we belong. And whatever helps you to find that feeling is worthwhile. Um, So, you know, it's taken me a long time to come around to the idea that medication is a part of my um coping mechanisms (laughs) part of the way that i um, manage to participate in the world but i'm so happy that i've come to that place and i just want you to know that if you are out there and you're struggling with the idea of taking medication or having to take medication or um If you think that that you don't want to take medication anymore and you find that you are better off without it, whatever whatever your situation is when it comes to medication, just know that, like I said, whatever enables you to feel like you can take up space in the world, you deserve to feel that way. So um, don't let anyone else tell you what you know you need. Anyway, I hope... uh, hope I didn't step on any toes with that episode (laughs) Um, as always you can get in touch with me via um, email if you have any uh, comments about the show or you can go on to the YouTube version and comment there um, or just message me on Instagram I hope you're all having a lovely day and take care thank you for listening to the us anxious folk podcast the podcast for the chronically overwhelmed perpetually panicked anxious folk in all of us if you would like to find more about me you can find me on youtube at lauren rose or on instagram at lauren r underscore rose